Hello, and welcome to a highly concentrated episode of oh. We Only Look Thin. I am your tiny habits coach, Catherine Whoa. Weigel. Oh, uh, so certified. So certified. Certified tiny habits coach, Catherine Weigel. And with me today is tiny habits coach by marriage. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? I sure. get like a, I get a title. It's like, like royalty. By marriage. By marriage. Who uh, are you? Donald Weigel. Donald Weigel. And I have, uh, I've read the book, Tiny Habits. I don't know if that counts for anything, but uh, I... In a court of law, no. <laughs> <laughs> Your Honor, I am married to a tiny habits coach and have read the book. I think that pretty much means yeah. I can coach it. Anyway, at but this, this point. is this is we only look thin. We're it a is. podcast, and uh, what do we do? We talk about weight loss and fitness and hitting goal weights and maintaining goal weights and uh, developing a mindset to get you there. We do. And uh, as you're listening to this, if it's the beginning of January, I think I'm on my, is this the six-year anniversary-ish of me deciding I, I that- I believe this is the six-year anniversary of you- uh, like be a better way. Quote, unquote, getting started. I mean, technically you got started, you know, when you were born. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> Let's start at the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, but- in losing all of this, well, oh yeah, I've lost like 140 some pounds, I and forgot. I've lost about 100 pounds. Congratulations! Thank you. And we've been maintaining our weight loss. Congratulations to you. Thank you for a number of years now. Yeah, it's about four years now. This is uh, this is Bonified. roughly the roughly the four year anniversary of doing this podcast. Oh, that is that, bananas. That we started back when we weren't even sure we were going to keep the I weight know, off. That I was, know that was there was a lot of uh, chutzpah there. Yeah. I said it for, for doing a podcast. This is a family show. I don't know if you should use that word it is but at this time of year if you are like you and me you and me <laughs> if you're like, sorry i've had a lot of coffee my eyes if you're like yourself <laughs> <laughs> if you are like me uh the televisions the facebooks the instagrams are all full of get thin quick uh situations they right sure now. are join our program six weeks new you new year new you uh join the fitness program join the thing join the bandwagon all you have to do is eat fried okra and drink celery juice oh, every no. day for every meal yeah and we did that for 40 plus years oh yeah tried the like okay i'm motivated i'm up on the scale from the holidays uh, and uh, and now this is going to be the new me that likes celery for some reason. Yeah, and I think it bears mentioning mm -hmm. in case we have new listeners right now. Hello. Hopefully we do. Welcome. Um, and even for our uh, longtime listeners, hello and welcome to you as well. Um, that I didn't even start down this path till I was about 47 years old, wow. I guess. Um, no, 40, 46. I don't know. I can't do math right now. Uh, I am 52 years old right now. And so if you are thinking to yourself that you're too old or that you get to a certain age and that you just can't yeah. do it, like I'm here to tell you that you can. Yeah, we totally believe in you. Uh, we did not believe in ourselves. No. Uh, when I started this in January of 2016, I did not believe that I was capable of losing the weight. And I did it. And you it was sure quite did. a surprise to me, yeah. quite a surprise. But in this episode, we are going to sort of talk about some fundamentals of uh, weight loss and getting started. I think as I lose weight or as I have lost weight, people have come up to me and be like, how do you do it? They get really annoyed yeah. when I tell them how I did it because they really <laughs> yeah. want like, yeah. oh, celery juice. People want that like that one weird trick yeah. to get them started or that, that, you know, hey, what's this like the painless 
thing where I don't have to actually do anything way to lose weight. Oh my gosh. But I've seen ads like that where it's like, no, yeah. you know, no hassle weight loss, six inches off your waist. And, and sort of conversely, maybe you're here, maybe you're listening and maybe, you know, hey, it's the new year. Maybe you're seizing on, upon motivation, which is fleeting and a myth. I'm sorry to tell you. Wow, you're blowing the, the second part of the podcast. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe you're throwing yourself in your health and fitness right now and you're like, you're, you've got the eye of the tiger. Yeah. And you're just Coming like, in, you're just like, I am like, laser focused. I am, it is, you know, the first week of January, I'm eating a thousand calories a day. I'm going to the gym every single day. And that is just not going to last. It's not sustainable. Sure. Yeah. We can do something hard for, for a couple of days, but it's not really sustainable. Like Donald said, but with a lot with tremendous weight loss comes tremendous responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> it's we, tremendous. We saw Spider-Man a couple weeks we ago. We did. Yeah. But oftentimes people come to us and say, how do I start? And I mean, and this has actually happened. I'm not, you know, you know, coming up with some random, you know, person I met in Oklahoma or something. But people say like, well, how do you do it? And when you're super excited about something, when you're feeling the Holy Spirit of weight loss, yeah. you want to just throw 900 ideas out. And it turns out I overwhelm people with too much enthusiasm yeah. and too much information. Yeah. You know, we, this is uh, episode 209, I think. Like, okay. so we've been talking about this for a while. <laughs> yeah. And trying to distill like, okay, so wh what do you do? There's so much to do. Yeah. There is so much to do. But when I started, I just so focused on a couple of basics and I didn't actually really even know what my problem was. So we, yeah. And look, a lot of this we learned in hindsight almost, yeah. you know, we were sort of like, Oh, so that was really what I was doing that yeah. actually worked and got me here. Yeah. So, you know, we can, uh, the benefit of our hindsight can be your foresight. Foresight, ah. exactly. So uh, Carla, who is a member of Walt Place, our weight loss accountability group, We Only Look Thin Place, uh, based on Facebook. Yeah. If you want to check it out, go to weonlylookthin.com and sure. click on Join Our Support Group. Sure. But uh, Carla has lost weight. She is a super inspiration. She's an amazing contributor to the group. But I think when you have had success, you want to help others around you succeed. Yeah. And she actually asked a question, so I'm going to talk about it now. Uh, so the question was, I'm curious what you would say are your top three tips for newbies or three things that helped you the most when you were when you were starting out. I've had family reach out to me to help them lose weight, but I'm struggling with simple recommendations to start them out. I feel like I'm so excited to share and help that I'm saying too much and overwhelming them. I'd love some ideas from like-minded friends. Uh, thank you in advance. You're welcome, after the fact. After the fact, yes. <laughs> we are like-minded and friends. We yeah. like that. But she asked the question of the group, uh, and I think there were a lot of common answers, but this is something that we actually deal with because even when working on coaching other people or just having friends who really want to turn to us because they've seen our success, they want to know where to start. And it can be so easy, like we just said, to just throw out lots of ideas and do, you know, and in future episodes or in the past 200 episodes, we've given you lots of ideas. But the goal of this episode is to give you kind of the three pillars, cornerstones. Yeah. Uh, of sort of the foundation of making permanent 
changes. Yeah, and if you hear something that that interests you in this and you want to go back, uh, we I'll also list some episodes in the show notes where we do a deeper dive on all of these things. And uh, you know, we've got a, a ton of other episodes where you can really you know hear about more specifics and much longer form versions of all of these. Yeah. So we're going to tell you the three things we're going to tell you, <laughs> and then we're going to and tell then you them. we're going to tell you them uh, in depth. So. If you are just starting out, the the first thing I want you to know is that we have been there. We have felt the overwhelm. Yeah. We have felt the frustration oh, yeah. and the confusion. So you are not alone in this. And we are we're not even on the other side of it because managing our weight, uh, no. especially over the holidays, forever is still a challenge. Yeah. But you are not in this alone. Uh, so we're going to start out by telling you the three things we're going to tell you. Donald, do you want to tell them the things we're going to tell them? Sure. Okay. The, fr- the first thing, and just to to briefly say this one is the one that I think gets overlooked the most. It's the one that, you know, when you hear the the quick fixes and the diet plans and the like people just want a they want like IKEA instructions or maybe not IKEA, but they want like instructions. They want like do this and then this and then this. The thing that gets overlooked all the time is mindset. Work on your mindset. Work on your attitude towards your weight loss and fitness. Work on your attitude towards yourself. And really, I think that that is like 60% of getting there is is adjusting your mindset. All right, what's next? And then the next one is track your calories. Ouch. I know. That's all we have to say on that. I know. It, it's just what needs to happen. Yeah. You have I, the opportunity. I know people don't like it, but track your calories. And then the third one is... Move more, more move. (laughs) Well (laughs) said, Donald. Well said. Uh, Move more. Get in more movement. And um, those are the three pillars of getting it done. And if you want a deeper dive on those three things, we have a series, episodes 66, 67, and 68 of this show, Getting Started, where we did uh, an hour-long episode about each of those things and how to get started on each one. Yep. But uh, this is just where we're starting out. We're going to consolidate and uh, give you a single episode where we sort of talk briefly about each of those things. All right. So let's talk a little bit about mindset. Right. So when I started this out, I didn't think about my mindset one little bit. I All I thought was, yeah. I need a recipe. That's not what I needed. Yeah. When I started this at 40-whatever-two years old, yeah. I decided this time I was just not going to quit. That was it. I just decided I'd quit 100 times before. What would happen if I just didn't stop? And I've told this story a bunch of times on the show, but I got a diabetes diagnosis when I was like 46 years old, and I was devastated. And I thought, you know, my doctor looked me in the eye and he said, if you don't do something about this diabetes, you know, which means losing weight, that you are going to lose a limb or you're going to go blind. Like those are complications. Those are things people have from diabetes. And I was crushed. And I thought that meant I was going to have to do what I said earlier about thousand calories a day, gym seven days a week, like for the rest of my life, it meant no fun, no treats, like doing nothing else. And my wife, thankfully, had been uh, my wife. You mean your certified tiny habits coach wife? <laughs> yes, yes. Although at the time, uh, we uh, we didn't know you were going to become a, t- a certified tiny habits coach, um, said to me, hey, how about you just start 
by taking a walk. <laughs> and the other thing she said to me was, there is no finish line, which she had learned from another podcast. And that really was comforting to me, like meaning that I didn't have to figure it all out overnight. I didn't have to do everything right away. And it wasn't just that I had to go on some diet for a while. It was that I had to really adjust and change my lifestyle to become that of a healthy and fit person. And so that is what I endeavored to do. But that was that was like it took you like a year to do that. That wasn't day one. Oh, no, no, no. But I'm saying like it was like that those couple of phrases, though, really were, you know, got me to to start thinking about how I could do this for the long term. Right. So my whole thing on this and 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 what Donald just said is keep moving forward. There's no going backward. It's going to be kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Because change is uncomfortable and getting out of your comfort zone is uncomfortable. <laughs> but I just decided this time if I gained weight, I was just going to keep going forward. Yeah. Got off track for a weekend, keep going. Forgot to track, keep going. Indulgent weekend, away with family, keep moving forward. If I don't feel like it, which is like 90% of the time, yeah. who cares? Motivation doesn't have anything to do with this. I, I thought motivation was just something that I was waiting for. Yeah. Uh, we have an episode called The Motivation Bus, motivation which Donald bus, will, yeah. uh, will put in the show notes. Motivation isn't a weight loss method. <laughs> it right. is not a weight loss method. Um, it's not a plan. No, either. no, like, no. It's motivation not a- is not a plan. It's just like it is fleeting and it is temporary. And it's great when it happens, but it rarely happens to me. <laughs> right. So in the book, uh, Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg, uh, Tiny Habits coach, Catherine Weigel, uh, <laughs> he talks about the wave of motivation. We all know what waves look like, don't we, everyone? Yes. Um, they, they, they go and they crest and then they crash. And that's what they do. And that's what motivation is. It is fleeting. It is, it, you know, it is unreliable. And if we wait for that motivation wave to hit us, we're going to be waiting a long time. But guess what? We can just take one small step at a time and not wait for motivation. And when I disconnected my weight loss with motivation, that's when real change happened. And, and like that is what I used to do all the time is, is to crest and then crash all the time. I would get so hardcore on a plan and feel like this is it. This is it. I'm doing it forever. Yep. And then, you know, I'd, I'd be on keto and then I would be in a situation where I like, quote unquote, had to eat pasta or I'd be like, oh, I can have one pasta meal. And then it was just over. And I would just be like, well, that one pasta meal ruined everything. Yep. And it was just done. Well, and I think, too, I mean, even over this holiday season, I'm up on the scale and I can just be like, oh, no, I guess it's over now. No, there, where's there to go? It's just moving forward and right. making the next best choice, not waiting for Monday, not waiting for February, not waiting for 2023, because uh, that'll be a fresh start. That'll be great for some reason. Um, just moving forward each and every day. And one other thing we wanted to add was also to, and this is a really big one, and I'm still working on it all these years later, but start thinking about why you eat. Yeah. Because I used to make all kinds of excuses to myself. I would have a hard day. Somebody would be mean to me. I would be overwhelmed with a whole bunch of work. And I would be like, you know what? I deserve a food treat because of that. Yeah. And it 
I was just lying to myself all the time that I really deserved these things. And what I deserved was actually to be healthy and happy and hit my goal weight because life is so much better at this uh, point than it was when I was just, you know, eating to soothe my feelings. Right. So when I started this in January of 2016, I want to make it clear, all I did was track and said I wasn't going to give up. Yeah. That is where I started. I did not address the why behind I was eating for about six months into my weight loss And it might have been longer than that for me. So I want to make you aware, and we're, this isn't something you have to address right now, but the why behind your eating, I had no idea that I ate in secret that I ate for emotional comfort, yeah, for revenge, for not feeling like I could tell people what I needed, yeah, because I didn't have any boundaries with the people around me. I didn't have a recipe problem. I didn't have a low point, whatever problem. I had a problem with dealing with my emotions or not dealing with my emotions by just eating about it. And again, I didn't think I had that problem. I just thought I didn't have the right plan, the right shake you know, protein, whatever. Turns out there were so many emotions tied to why I was eating. But like I said, when I started, I just decided don't stop tracking, don't give up, keep moving forward. So that is, that's kind of the mindset in a, in a nutshell. It actually really does matter. Mindset in a nutshell. I think about that Austin Powers (laughs) thing. Look, it's me in a nutshell. So the next one, which uh, we just sort of gave the, the spoiler for is tracking your calories. I will say it again. Track your calories. Yeah. Track your calories. Track your calories. (laughs) Track your calories. Now, you might be going, no, no, no. There's got to be a better way. For us, for Donald Weigel and Catherine Weigel Certified, Tiny Habits Coach, Yeah. track your calories. And really, I don't even know how you do this without tracking your calories. I mean, it is, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, dear, but it's like saying that you want to lose, uh, that you want to lose money, that you want to save money, and then you're unwilling to actually like track your spending or Or to look look at at your your bank bank account. account. Like, I I don't want to look at my bank statement, but I'm just going to, you know, sort of feel my way through uh, spending the the correct amount of money. Yeah, like I feel like my intention is there, so that should be enough. Yeah. But it turns out for, for me, and I know that there are other podcasts, other people that you can follow who talk about not tracking. Super duper, if you can do that, then go do that. For Donald and I, tracking our calories has been the guiding light yeah. <laughs> in our weight loss. And guess what? I've maintained my weight loss for four years and I track every day. It's like a bank account. It's like, how much gasoline do you have in your tank? Yeah. Man, I'm free and wild. I don't want to know how much gasoline is in my tank, man. That's a bummer. I feel like I put enough gas in there. I should be able to make it to, to Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, Donald's For some it. reason, I'm doing a road trip to Cleveland. <laughs> awesome sauce. But tracking is key. Do not get overwhelmed by it. It's not super confusing. It's a bit annoying at first. I will say the first week it felt like there was a lead weight on my chest. It felt unfair. But guess what? I have a problem with telling when I'm full. Even now, six years later, I have a problem telling when I am full of food. Yeah, me too. Tracking is a budget. Tracking keeps me honest, and it helps me know where my caloric dollars are going. It is not unfair. Just because my cousin doesn't have to do it doesn't mean that the world is imbalanced. It just means that it helps me stay on track. 
Yeah, and you can do it to get started. You can do it the old-fashioned way with a pen and paper, but there are also some great apps out there. Personally, I use the Fitbit app um, to track my my food and calories. There's also Lose It and MyFitnessPal, which are also very good apps out there, and they have calories in there already, and you know, what we would suggest is just start tracking without putting any judgment on it. Yeah. So we're not saying track a thousand calories a day. Right. We're not saying, you know, track meticulously using some sort of, you know, oscilloscope. I don't know if you use oscilloscopes for, for yeah, tracking calories. Yeah, no, oscilloscopes are for calories, <laughs> oh, for, for sure. for yeah. definite sure. Yeah. But what we're asking you to do is based on what you're eating today, just track it. Don't put judgment on it. Don't undereat. Don't think you have to do a thousand calories. Just get a baseline of where you are right now. Just like when you're looking at a budget. Right. Where's your money going? What are you spending your money on? How are you spending it? Just see where you are. Yeah. And do it, you know, if you have some patience, do it for maybe two weeks. Uh, like I think when I started, I only did it for a week, but maybe two weeks. Figure out what, you know, what your calories are over that two-week period, and then figure out what your daily average is. And then instead of going into, like, immediate austerity measures where you're going from, you know, let's say you're eating, you know, 3,000 calories a day and you're going to cut down to 1,000, maybe just try and, like, shave 100 calories yeah. a day off of that to start. Yeah, looking at what you're eating going, you know what, I usually have three cookies. You know what, I could have two cookies. Yeah. That's a compromise I'm willing to make. Now – in terms of tracking, you can go on the YouTubes and look at videos on how to, you know, scan barcodes yeah. for, for tracking. There's lots of resources on that. Like Donald said, we have an episode on actually tracking uh, calories. But here are some uh, sort of big blanket advice parts. Just do your best. Don't get overwhelmed with, well, the app says it's 20 calories, but the the, the package says it's 25 calories. Do not micromanage. Yeah. Do not get overwhelmed. I used to do that all the time. I'm like, I want those five calories. And now I'm just sort of like, ah, it's five okay. calories. Estimate as best you can. Estimate, you know, I th it's about a cup. Right. Oh, it's fettuccine Alfredo. Okay. Put in whatever the generic fettuccine Alfredo is. Don't get overwhelmed with, is it the right thing? Just track it. Track before you bite. Yeah. Just see what you're eating without any judgment. If you forget to track something, go back and do it. If you forget to track for a day, you can go in and just put in a blanket calorie amount. I do like a 1500 calorie, 3000 or yeah, 1,500 or 3,000 calorie day if yeah. I go out of town. Just put something in there to put something in there. If you're not sure how much dinner was out, put in 1,000 calories. If you're not sure how much lunch was out, put in 600 calories. Just get into the practice of tracking. And it's going to feel uncomfortable at first. It's going to feel like it's not fair. Other people aren't doing it. Oh, it's disordered. It's not disordered. It is a budget, just like looking at where you're spending your dollars. Absolutely. And you know what? Like I said, it, I'm six years in, still tracking. Because when I stop tracking, I start gaining. Yeah. And we have a couple of uh, deep dive episodes that I will recommend and link to. Uh, episode 42 is the Wizard of OZ, like ounces. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, episode 166 is called Trackstar, which is all deep diving into tracking your food. Yeah. Now, there are, there's also another app called 8A. T E. Oh yeah. Which is where you take pictures of the food that you're eating. If you are just overwhelmed with the thought 
of tracking or you're out of town, you just it's it's too much to take in. Eight, all you do is take a picture of the food that you're eating and then sort of give a judgment of is this something you planned on eating? Uh, is it kind of off track? Do you know it's a little bit more indulgent? So just get into the practice of doing that. But people who track are so much more likely to keep weight off. So do your best. Don't overanalyze it. Don't worry if you miss something. Just keep moving forward. And to to put a final punctuation on this section, if this is upsetting to you, if you feel like this isn't fair and you don't want to do it, yeah, you might not want to lose weight right now. Yeah, I that might sound cruel. It might sound insensitive, but it is an absolute necessity for me. It is the way I lost weight. Yeah, me too. When I don't track, my portions get bigger. That That is it. And if you are not ready to track accurately and consistently and put some effort into it, you might not actually be ready to lose weight. Indeed. And speaking of moving forward, let's move into our last section, which is about movement. Oh, so I have to join a gym. I've got to do the like 75 day sweat a lot program. Yeah, absolutely. Like the only way to do it is to join a gym and like work out and do things that you hate seven days a week. I know. I I saw something the other day that was like eat raw eggs like before you lift yeah. weights. I'm like what? Is, oh, the 80s. You were so bad to us. Yeah. And so hopefully you've picked up on the fact that we are not being serious. Like I lost my hundred pounds without ever once stepping into a gym. And I still haven't. Um, and I I would even say, don't even put a number on it. Like if you actually want to go to a gym and like that is your you know method of getting in your movement, that's fantastic if you like doing it. But don't even say to yourself, I'm going to go three days a week. Because what I would do all the time is I would say, I'm going to go three days or I'm going to go five and like I'll take Wednesday off and then something would come up and I would miss a day and I would get really discouraged and I would, you know, just stop, um, you know, or it would lead to like one day off would lead to another day off to another day. Just say to yourself that you're going to get in more movement than you've been getting and set some kind of a benchmark for yourself. And for me, that was getting a Fitbit and tracking my steps. My phone also tracks my steps, which is, which is how I originally started. Then I got the Fitbit. And I figured out how much I was moving, and then I made a goal, just like with the calories, like where I didn't put any judgment on it. I figured out how many steps I was getting in a day, and then I tried to increase that number, and then I tried to increase it a little more and a little more, and eventually I was getting a whole bunch of steps every day. But you don't have to dive headfirst into gym and classes and all of those things um, to get this done. Well, and further, when I used to go to the gym and walk on the treadmill for 20 minutes, yeah, I thought that I was burning all the oh, daily yeah. calories by just doing 30, 20 minutes of activity. Yeah, or even like a 45-minute you know, workout in the morning or an hour. Like I thought, well, I'm set for the day. Yeah, and so that would lead me to kind of overeat. I thought I had deserved like a big Cheesecake Factory lunch. Right. So we have a couple of episodes on and, – and don't – I hope your eyes don't roll back on this. Daily movement, just moving throughout your day yeah. matters more than getting in a quick 20-minute cardio. Studies show that getting in movement throughout your day, 
by doing extra chores around the house, by getting up each hour and doing a little bit of activity, by taking the stairs, by parking farther away. So it's called NEAT, Non-Exercise Activity Thermogenesis. It sounds like rocket science, but what it basically means is keep your body moving throughout the day. I used to be all or nothing. I can't go to the gym, so I'm not going to do anything. If I don't have an arm weight, it doesn't count as exercise. Yeah, or I thought if I, you know, if I wasn't on some, you know, machine, at the gym that I wasn't actually exercising or doing anything. Right. So just getting in purposeful movement throughout the day, that can mean so many things to so many of us. That can mean walking in place during a commercial. It can mean tidying up around the house during commercial breaks. It can mean walking up and down the stairs to get laundry a couple of times, doing things inefficiently, walking around your house. It sounds silly, but that continual movement throughout the day matters so much more than thinking that you have to go to the gym for 20 minutes to, you know, burn some some calories. Yeah, and it's just like now I just think about like how can I get the most steps out of this? How can I get the most movement out of whatever I'm doing? If I'm if I have to walk across, you know, the parking lot, like what's the longest route I can take without being ridiculous? Like where can I park? Let's say I could park at a, at a, you know, on the second level of the parking garage. Well, what if I just went up to the top floor? Then I would basically have to, I would, you know, have to take the stairs. I mean, I guess I could take the elevator, but that defeats the point. Um, you know, what if I'm at the grocery store and instead of taking the cart with me up and down each aisle, what if I just leave it at the end of the aisle? And then when I find something I like, I walk it back to the cart and then I walk back to where I was rather than doing it the, you know, quote unquote efficient way and taking the cart along with me. Well, and there's something super magical about knowing that you're getting two things done at once. I'm right. getting groceries and I'm also getting in some extra secret steps. We started, quite frankly, by just walking our daughter to school the quarter mile instead yeah. of driving. We started by walking to the Rite Aid, which is literally 700 steps from our house. Yeah, We used to drive there, and it would take just as long to find a parking spot and drive there than it is just to walk down the block. We have uh, – Donald will link to a number of episodes about it. But all of this is about – changing the kind of person you are. I used to see it as I'll lose 20 pounds and then magically I'll cross this force field line where I'm a thin person who right. can metabolize like Michael Phelps and just suddenly be able to eat 10,000 calories a day. <laughs> right. Like once you hit that, you know, that goal that you were on the other side, you'd hit a certain, you know, you're in the secret club where suddenly your metabolism is perfect. This is an opportunity to reframe the kind of person you're becoming. I used to be a person who thought that all I needed was to diet for three months get to some magic weight, and then I could go back to the way I used to be. I could go back to sitting on the couch, ordering takeout all the time, sitting and complaining and blaming everyone else for my problems. When I realized I had agency in my 40s to make small, sustainable habit changes, to invest in my future self, to finally start standing up for myself and realizing that there really is no finish line in this. Yeah. I am up on the scale right now. I'm still down 140 pounds. I was about 155 pounds at one point. If you go back to the early episodes, you're like, oh, why did Catherine say she's lost less weight? <laughs> I'm up a little bit. It doesn't mean that this journey is over for me. It doesn't yeah. mean 
mean that, you know, just because I'm in perimenopause that like, oh, well, well, you know what they say. Once you hit perimenopause, you just start gaining weight. No, my portions have gotten bigger. I didn't track for three weeks. Guess what? I'm up on the scale. I have an opportunity each day to make positive choices and to reassess what I'm doing and see what I'm ready to take on next. Mindset is critical. Tracking honestly is an opportunity for accuracy and moving your body is just good for you. It's, it's not a punishment. It's also not a solution. It's not just, okay, well, if I run a 5k every day, I can eat whatever I want. Weight loss comes from a calorie deficit. And if you're not ready to track, you might not be ready to lose weight. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, this episode was sort of the broad strokes. Next episode, uh, we uh, intend to do sort of 10 things that you could do right now that are relatively painless uh, <laughs> to get yourself started. Yeah, uh, if, you know... The- we're working on the title. I'm still wordsmithing it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, these are sort of our cornerstone pillars We can get overwhelmed really easily by trying to do a thousand things at once, but really like the tracking and the not giving up and just moving a little bit, like that's kind of where the basic magic happens. There's so much more to it. Like Donald said, we're going to kind of go into some dips and tricks for the next episode, but this is a long journey. This isn't something that's going to be done by, you know, the the 4th of July. This is a continual practice. And it requires fine-tuning even for us after losing all the weight that oh, we have. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I fine-tune all the time still. So whatever age you are, whatever place you are in your journey, uh, just know that it takes a little time and a little bit of effort and a bit of discomfort, and that is okay. If we can do it, we know that you are capable of change too. Yes, indeed. And, uh, you know, please continue the practice of listening to our show uh, also as you go along. Uh, you can find more episodes of this show wherever you found this one. We're available pretty much everywhere they have podcasts. And uh, you can also listen at any time on our website at weonlylookthin.com. All our episodes are posted up there, uh, available 24-7. Yep. And if you are at our website, you can click on the link for join our support group and find out more about Wolf Place, We Only Look Thin Place. Yeah. It's an online Facebook-based accountability group for women. Um, it is not a weight loss plan, but it is a place for private support. We do uh, challenges, Zoom meetings. I've got a newsletter weekly. It is a bunch of women. Uh, yeah, it's it's for ladies. Guys, it is for ladies. Guys just don't participate. Sorry. Uh, but it is a support group for women. It is a place to be honest and candid about your journey uh, without the prying eyes of the public, uh, which which can be a lot. Yes, indeed. Uh, but we have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Walt Place is right for you. And if you're not quite ready to uh, dive into Wool Place, and that's okay, uh, you can also interact with us on social media. You can please find us at Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at We Only Look Thin. Or if you prefer to uh, write us a question, uh, you can always email us at We Only Look Thin at gmail.com. 
We also would really appreciate uh, episode ideas, suggestions, things you want to hear more of, things you want to hear less of uh, <laughs> on the show. Um, and uh, we uh, we will get back to questions uh, eventually. Yeah, as soon as we can. We're, we're busy, busy folk. Yes, indeed. Uh, but also, uh, if uh, none of that is appealing or if all of it is appealing and you want to support us a little bit more, you can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. Not Yeah, that does. really helps grow the show. Yep, it grows the show. It helps other people find us when they're looking for health and weight loss podcasts. It also boosts our mood. We are up over 500 star reviews, which yes. is super, super exciting. Thank you so much for everyone who has left uh, rating and review. It really does uh, warm the cockles of our hearts. Yes, indeed. And if you're anti-leaving a review uh, <laughs> and you just want to tell somebody about our show, that also helps grow the show, too. Maybe you know somebody who, you know, maybe it'll come up a conversation. You'd be like, you know what? I heard this wonderful comedy podcast that also has some information about weight loss and fitness called We Only Look Thin, and you can point someone in our direction. So if after hearing the three pillars of weight loss success, (laughs) if you're just Googling shake weight instead, because you're pretty sure that'll fix you, just remember that Donald and I are an inspiration shake weight. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's the weight loss trick we haven't found. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.